We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Oh. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Two seconds. Middleton. Yes! Chris Middleton. Nice jumper. Got it. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep Podcast Network. This is a collab podcast between the Eurostep and Win in Six podcast. I am joined as always by my mischievous co-host Rohan Kadi. That's for the big time tie line during the live pod that Adam just reminded me of. And also the aforementioned Adam McGee, host of the Win in Six podcast. We're going to talk about international basketball. The Bucks have been done for like five minutes and three of the players are now involved in the Olympics happening over in Japan. So Fellas, how's it going? Did you enjoy our five seconds off before uh, a fifth of the Milwaukee Bucks got back to action? Rowan? I mean, like, it, it's, I'm, I'm the type of person that doesn't like to just, you know, sit there and be like, oh, you know, it's be complacent and stuff like that. It's good to get back into it. Otherwise, I'm just going to get bored. So this is great. Yeah, I am very much find something to do the second I don't have something else to do and this filled that gap but it was also like it's I mean it's not low stakes it's the Olympics that really matters to these players and these teams but it was so low stakes to watch I had a lot of fun watching this it's like oh yeah let's watch basketball this must be how other people have been watching basketball for like the last two months but uh yeah that was that was nice it was nice to see well two of the three players who are really in the mix and to kind of root for them and see them do pretty well, but also just to watch basketball in a way you're like, oh, you know, what happens here doesn't really matter to me at all. And that's fun. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to be a popular take, but for me, I actually enjoy, well, A, I agree, like watch, it was much lower stress. But personally, seeing a beatable US team, it's kind of fun. It's kind of refreshing. It adds a little bit of a new flavor to Olympic basketball that we haven't really seen FIBA 2019, I think there was some big warning signs, but uh, at least on this stage with this level of American participation, have not seen something like this since 04. Literally, the last time they lost an Olympic game besides, you know, friendlies and scrimmages was 04. So uh, we're back to a very competitive field, but part of that field is Team Nigeria, which is 
I would assume this is probably the best iteration we've seen of that. I don't want to be incorrect there, but I do know there's a newfound passion with the program. Mike Brown coaching and Bucks' own rookie Jordan Wara on the team. And Adam, I believe you caught this whole game live. The rest of us didn't because it took place at I think around 3 a.m. Central, which is part of the Olympics. But uh, I'm not that dedicated to watching uh, Bucks play overseas, but. Tell us, uh, as the Eurostep Podcast Network Nigerian correspondent, how uh, how did Wara look in the first overseas action? It was a mixed bag for, for Jordan Wara in the, the opener against Australia. I mean, this was a game, first and foremost, for those who were awake to watch it, which I think of, like, who are engaging with this podcast, it was me and the Australians. I think that's pretty much it. And there's quite a few Australian listeners, and there was plenty of cause like beyond war for kind of books interest and um, delhi was playing for for australia of course jock landale remember him from summer league uh summer league book and uh, ekpeudo before he picked up an injury and was forced to leave and just you know across both these rosters no shortage of just familiar nba players which is something that hasn't always been the case for Nigeria in recent years, but is, as you you mentioned, it's kind of a revitalized program. It's something that, that's coming to the fore. Uh, my overall impressions of Nigeria were, man, if they had a point guard, they'd be really good. Like They just need a, a good, competent, skilled point guard because they've got multiple shooting guards who could put the ball on the floor a little bit, um, but not really do so in a very, um, let's say, careful or considered way. This game had 45 turnovers in total. It was really something to watch. 24 of those came um, from Nigeria. And a big part of it was the likes of Jordan Wara, uh, Josh Akogi, um, Obi Emigano is another shooting guard. Like They're just having to put the ball on the floor and try to create when clearly it's not their primary skill. So early in the game for, for Wara in particular, some difficulties with that. I think he had three turnovers in the first quarter maybe. Just looked very jumpy. That's maybe also not that surprising. One, because it's his first Olympic game. He's still very young. And two, hasn't really played a whole lot in a while. Uh, as much as he's been in the finals, he's rustier than a lot of these guys. But as he continued to play, he really got into the game. And there was a lot to like from a book's perspective. A lot of cause for encouragement. Um, he kind of broke through and got himself on the board with it super super smooth three-pointer from there it was the third quarter he really kind of took over he had um seven i think it's seven of his 10 points in the third quarter he had another nice tree but most impressively he basically took a rebound and went end to end and finished and i was like okay it's not something i've really associated with him all that much he had another nice finish true contact which got him to the line he missed the free throw but just very kind of aggressive as we expect and i think which is one of the reasons we're all encouraged by what he could be long term jordan war is not afraid he'll go out there he'll shoot he'll try to do things and just active defensively he came up with four steals part of that was he was you know old school pat connaughton-esque jumping around like just basically doing jumping jacks at some points a little overexcited maybe not as disciplined and kind of sticking to his defender or really maintaining the team's coverage at all but he did disrupt Australia at times too. And he was key to them having any chance in this game. Honestly, I think Mike Brown made a big mistake when, when Jordan Moore got going in that third quarter. 
They should have been running more plays to get him shots, particularly behind the three-point line. And instead, while he had the hot hand, it seemed to go to the other side of the floor and he found himself standing in the corner. But he ended up playing 23 minutes, 31 seconds, which is the second most of anyone on the team. And I think we're going to see him play a lot of minutes. And I wouldn't be surprised if we actually see him starting pretty soon going forward. He, he really left an impression in the second half. And I think maybe a little bit calmer in his, in his next game, there could be some even more positive results. But any book fans who did tune in at whatever time in the world it may have been, I think there was a lot to like about Jordan Moore. Yeah, you guys were talking about this on the mailbag episode uh, that just posted a few days ago. Jordan Moore is going to see a rotation spot next season if everything goes the way we think it's going to go. Bryn Forbes not coming back. You guys said uh, Jordan Moore is ready to take Bryn Forbes' spot. And aside from just seeing, you know, a, a Milwaukee Buck and a person that the fans sort of like being, uh, well, not only just playing basketball, like you mentioned, Adam, we haven't we haven't seen Jordan play basketball in a little bit, but also uh, just to see how he could fit into this Milwaukee Bucks team going forward. That's what's really important. You mentioned the threes. We know that's been there. He's been a great shooter in his limited spell in Milwaukee so far. But that end-to-end finish, I was watching sort of his highlights, you don't really associate those type of things with Jordan Warrell, like you just mentioned, Adam. It's nice to see him sort of add things to his game, sort of unlock things to, of his game that we didn't know were there. And it also makes him feel more confident about him having a rotation spot going forward. Because one of the things that... Uh, Bryn Forbes lacked severely was any sort of ball skills. And anytime you sort of saw Bryn Forbes put the ball on the floor and start trying to do things, you're like, oh no, oh no, what's going to happen here? Is he able to pass the ball? Is anything good going to come out of this? He's too small to really finish at the rim, really. Jordan Ward can fill those holes if he develops on the trajectory that he already is. It's just very, very good to see him getting good, good basketball reps against great competition in a good tournament like the Olympics. Obviously, it's the top, you know, international basketball tournament there is. It's it's just good to see these sort of reps and these good signs early. Yeah, it is. And I think one, in addition to just seeing him right now, I do think we've seen some players kind of level up a bit because of time in the Olympics and getting to play a different role on their national team. And I think it could be huge. As, like It's a great experience for Wara to have coming into next season with the Bucks, where we assume he will see more of a role. I think that confidence and you know lessons learned overseas can be very beneficial. I think we've seen that for a few players before. Mostly, I think we hear about it on Team USA, because obviously that's usually where most of the NBA players in the Olympics are. But now it, they're spread out more than ever. And I think it could be a very good thing for Wara. One last quick note on Bucks connections in this game. Adam, you missed one. Ike Wamu, former Wisconsin Herd player, also on Team Nigeria. Uh-huh, Only played right. a couple minutes, but definitely a lot of uh, Bucks connections. Also, future Bucks MLE target Patty Mills uh, was great in this game as well. He was he was very good. Australia are kind of interesting too. They could be a team we end up talking about a lot more as this tournament goes on, particularly in terms of you know knockout rounds. If well, if the US get to the knockout rounds. Um but they're kind of interesting in that they're they're like all shooting. They've no one who can really drive and do anything. 
they don't have some of the brawn inside that say um, Andrew Bogut used to give them. And this was a game where eventually they just kind of found enough to get through and to get it done. And defense was the key and defense will be the key for them. For Nigeria and for, for Jordan Wara, I mean, Italy and Germany up next in the group, two tough games. Like this is, this is a game they would have loved to steal. But I think with, for example, the win over the US in, in the exhibition games, they've reason to feel confident. And if you can win those games and get to the knockout round, that's going to be a great experience for Jordan War to kind of keep going. And once they get to that point, I mean, I think this Olympic tournament is going to be very wide open. And obviously what we're going to talk about next points to that, but you just never know. And what kind of confidence boost will come from that? And I think Rowan made a great point and in just talking about, you know, what he can do and what he might be able to do differently to Brent Forbes. Like, he needs to tighten his handle. He's a bit loose, but part of it is he is long and he's quicker than Forbes. So the tools are there to be a lot more with the ball than Bryn Forbes could ever be. And this is, you know, I'm in favor generally of players going to play international basketball. We've touched on this before, but I think never more so than with a player like this. Like this is the start of his skills work for next season. And you couldn't have a better setting for that. It's like he's going to be asked to do things he won't really be asked to do with the books but he's going to get to work on some of the the parts of his game that if he could tune up going into next season, it would be a big, big win for the book. So I think encouraging first game for him, and I'll be very interested to see how he goes from here. I don't think he's the only Bucks player who that's true for, actually. This is something that kind of struck me watching the USA game, but Drew Holiday is the one true point guard on Team USA. He's the only guy on that roster so far who is playing like an actual point guard. Adam, you're making a face. I've watched a couple of the scrimmages. I watched this whole game. No, I was just making a face because I didn't know, you know, where you were going with the books, second, third best players, you know, champions of who the Olympics was like skills work for. That was all. I was. But I think it's, I mean, this is something we talked about, right? Like Drew is uh, more of a combo guard. I think he might come back from this thing more of a point guard because that's the role he needs to play for Team USA. They're starting point guard, Damian Lillard. Most of the plays he's running, it's like go around a screen and either pull up for three or pass to someone else on the perimeter who shoots a three. Like the rest of this team is not working the ball nearly enough. I mean, they they lost. If you haven't heard somehow, Team USA 0 for 1 at the Olympics so far. I think this is going to be a big time opportunity for Drew to get a little more. Not that he needs more playmaking experience, but I do think if he becomes like we've talked about already a little bit uh, off air, like the starting point guard for Team USA in this run, I think that could carry over in a big way for him to the coming season too. The one thing I'm not quite sure fits that mold that we saw a lot of today and we could see more of, and I would have allowed this as your suggestion for skills work for one of the books, you know, high profile champions in the Olympics is he was one of the few USA players who was getting anywhere with drives that was able to get to the rim. You know, if Drew wants to use the Olympics for layup practice, I'm all for it. Yeah, he definitely he definitely needs. It was nice to see him actually hit some layups in this game because it's like he still uh, missed a lot. <laughs> yes, but uh, in fairness, Rudy Gobert was around the that's room. That's true. Yes, as well. Uh, I think that's a conversation about like FIBA versus NBA that we we'll get to when we talk about uh, our final potential rosters that we that we want to we want Team USA to be. But just getting back to Drew Holiday. It's first of all, it's incredibly impressive to see him leading the team in minutes after a 15 hour flight to Tokyo. 
just completely off his sleep schedule and everything. Uh, it's, it's very, very impressive. Like this guy played in the finals, uh, won the title, had the parade, flew to Tokyo and is playing the most minutes on the team and picking up guys 94 feet. This guy is absolutely just insane, but in the best way possible for the Milwaukee Bucks and also for Team USA because, you know, they, they really need him. I think that's what we learned the most from this, uh, this game against France here. They really, really need Drew Holiday. We didn't see a ton of Chris Middleton in this game, only around, what was it, five minutes in this game? Five, yeah, 527. And he took two shots. So the story of this game is going to be mostly about Drew Holiday and not Chris Middleton. Do we think Chris just like arrives and he's, he still smelled the champagne? But <laughs> the second look, especially, it was he had a was it like a wide open floater basically after he got a rebound from his own brick three, and it was <laughs> not was quite great. the brick. It yeah. was not. It was a couple bricks right in a row, and then he was done for the day. I was not that mad about it. Because USA Basketball released a video on social media of like Pop greeting the players. I'm just wondering, like, did Pop hug Chris? <laughs> and was like, Jesus, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because Drew was very, Drew was very locked in. I'm, it is amazing, as you said, that he was in any kind of place to play. But they needed Drew. I think, look at this game, they really needed Chris Middleton too. So for whatever reason, they obviously decided, no, Chris isn't quite good to go yet. Who knows? That could be uh what is it, Tuesday's game against mm-hmm. uh was it against Czech Republic or yes. Iran? I don't know which one is next. It's Iran. It's Iran. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's Iran. So where do you want to go from here? So we should we should we break down why team team USA sort of lost this game and just, well, just a general conversation about team USA? Just a tiny bit more on Drew, I, I think and it might, it might have been you, or I can't remember which one of you just pointed to it. The thing that was most surprising, kind of just because of the the sheer crazy, like, 72 hours or so, 96 hours he's had, like, picking up full court and just the defensive intensity. Like, this is a team with, like, only one other guy who wants to play defense, which was Draymond. And yet Drew and Draymond against the world as such, Drew was unbelievable defensively. I know this is not surprising to us at this point. Like We've reaped the rewards of this now, but he was so, so good. And then to actually find it, like he had seven rebounds as well. I thought his passing, particularly early on, was really good. Like when Dame was making some shots, Drew was playing a hand in that because he was, you know, getting kind of he was stepping into catch and shoot looks that had been well run and well set up because Drew was one of the few players who was trying to run any kind of semblance of an offense. Like the main takeaway for Drew is Drew is still in finals mode. It's like nobody has told him this isn't game seven, game eight, whatever uh, of the finals. He's just out there and he's like, where's Chris Paul? I'm going to, oh, there's Devin Booker. Devin Booker better watch out that Drew doesn't just start guarding him at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's worth, I mean, First on Team USA in scoring, tied first in assists, second in rebounds. Again, right after arriving. Like, he did everything for he this team. He arrived at 1 a.m. local time on game day. Like, I expected both of these guys to look like Chris looked, more or less. Like, get through the first game, get a couple minutes in, you know, run off some champagne, as you said, Adam, and then, you know, kind of round into form. Drew showed up ready. And I think, honestly, credit to him, I think – you know, we've talked about how Team USA is going to need both of these guys, just given their start. They need all the help they can get right now, all hands on deck. But I think Drew especially, because I think 
they have more players who can approximate a good amount of what Chris does. They just don't have enough guys who are willing to drive it and penetrate and, and find open shooters and everything else. I just feel like you, you saw they went on a run when Drew was handling the ball in the third and early fourth quarter. And then late fourth quarter, they go away from him. Everything is going through Dame, sometimes Levine, and, and Kevin Wayne Durant, as the Cron always <laughs> said, who had one of the worst Olympics games I've seen from a player of that caliber. Can we, can we talk just for a second? I interrupt you to talk about the FIBA box score, which has full names here. So disappointingly, it has Chris Middleton. Yeah, I thought I it would know, go. I don't know who they picked all of them, why they didn't I do it I thought it would go James Christian, because yeah. it has Houston Jeremy Grant. This is news to me. I did not know that I, Jeremy yeah. Grant's first name is Houston. Drew Randall, Draymond Timothee, Jam- Jamal Green, Timote Luwawo Kongbo, not Cabrera, as the U.S. pronunciation is. Oh, oh I did not know that one. Kelvin I don't know Wilder if this is a mistake, Johnson. but they've put two oh nine on the end of Petter Petter two oh nine Cornelli's first name. I hope that Petter Cornelli has maybe changed his name to Petter two oh nine. That would be kind of cool in some way. A badass. Um, sorry, Ty, I derailed that. But just no, but Kevin uh, Wayne Durant is incredible. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't uh, against Kelvin Wilder sure. Johnson. It sounds like a boxer. If it sounds badass, I'm not gonna lie. Was it? Is it? Is it Wilder? Deontay the, Wilder. Yeah, Deontay yeah. Wilder. Um, but they, they they ran the offense through KD mostly, and it's like it just wasn't good. Like, he didn't have it in this game. I don't know why, but I think if they had kept running through Drew, I think U.S. probably wins this. They at least have a better shot, but they went away from it because, I mean, he's not the highest profile guy on the team, obviously. But, I mean, I think his skill set is direly needed. Like, the the uh, willingness to do the less glamorous point guard stuff, to not just, oh, I go around a screen, there's some space, I'm just going to pull over and over. I can't believe how badly Team USA shot the ball, considering this is a uh, shorter three-point line, but 10 for 32 from deep. It's the Bucks, a different ball as well. The, it, Bucks, the Bucks brought Bucks culture, I think, and that's why. That's something I, I thought of with Drew, and I was surprised when he started to play so well, but also for Chris, like – They've just come for the finals. They haven't had any time to get used to using the FIBA ball, which is usually something that kind of factors into it. But, I mean, I think part of, like, they're not shooting very well as a team. They're not passing. Like, someone passed the ball. This isn't, like, at their... uh, their NBA teams where they're looking. It's not, like Dame Lillard isn't looking to his right and being like, oh no, it's CJ McCollum. I don't want to pass <laughs> to him. You know, he's got he's got real players. He's got, yeah. you know, legitimate players. He's got Keldon Johnson. Exactly. Big upgrade. So just pass to each other. And there's like really good shot making. There's really good players on this team. It's so simple. It's like if you're Dame Lillard, don't be afraid to pass. Like you you can get it back, you know? This team should just be passing opponents to death. And that is the kind of weird thing with it being a pop team, too. It's like, just keep the ball moving. Is it the way that KD loves to play? Not necessarily, but the way he played in this one didn't work. And honestly, I think that was part of their downfall. It felt like the plan was, yeah. oh, well, KD is going to do it. And then he ended up fouling out was in, and was in foul trouble. It was, for a lot it was of this over. Game. It was over by the time he fouled out. But, but he, he yeah. was in foul trouble yeah. for a lot of this game. And this is maybe a little bit more defensible to take players out because you've only got five fouls before fouling out in FIBA. I think Pop, I thought, brought him back relatively early. I was most disappointed in KD because he's been on two gold medal teams before. So you would expect he would – I mean, he's on teams with Kobe, Melo, Braun, like some of the great U.S. Olympic teams. Like 
should just have a better grasp of how to do all of this. And I know, I mean, like Kobe famously kind of hero balled the U.S. to a gold before, but it just it didn't look good. Like this did not look like a good product. I mean, their their offense was just ugly. I mean, there were the brief times when the ball moved. Normally, when Drew or Draymond were involved, Levine was driving and kicking a little bit, but a lot of it was just couple lazy passes around the perimeter and try to hoist up a shot over somebody. And I mean, Spain, or excuse me, France worked a lot harder and it won them the game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The starting think, lineup sucks. Sorry, Ron. For the US? Like, yeah. Yeah. Zach Levine? Like, what is he doing on this roster? I mean, not my favorite player. So people might be like, oh, he's good. I don't think so. I really, I just don't rate Zach Levine very I think much he's, as a player. He's, he's good. He's good. He's okay, but like, they, oh, like okay. I just, they he's good in a relative sense. And... He's an NBA player. You know, I'm not looking to challenge he Zach had Levine. A, no, I'm not. No. They he had a very, ma- very good season. They have he too many good. overlapping skill sets, though. I mean, before Beal got hurt, you had Levine, Beal, and Booker. Like, why? Get some guys who are going to yeah, defend and pass. Like, they have one, all one of those guys, guys. Ty, is not like the others. And he's the one who started. Like, That's no fair. matter what anyone thinks of Zach Levine. Now, I know Booker is yeah. just got in. So I would expect that to change the same as Drew might well start. Like, Should. I wonder, is this starting lineup? the starting lineup Pop wants to go with, or is this just because he has three players now that could factor into it in one way or another, but they've just arrived because even, I don't know if, if Traymon and Bam is like, what are you doing? Like Jason Tatum's there on the bench. Start Jason Tatum with Durant. None of like, the size and none of the spacing, baby. 
Yeah, it's very, very weird. And we're dancing around a, a bigger conversation here, which is like the differences between FIBA basketball and the NBA, which I think we should dive into a little bit. One of the reasons that France had such success is uh, one, they have Rudy Gobert, who uh, he, he won DPOI, right? I'm not making that up. Two of them. <laughs> oh, like this past season. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Okay. Nobody cares that <laughs> he did. Is it three of them now? Oh, maybe it is three of them. I it think it is. Uh, but Christ. one of his his greatest skill set as a defensive player is protecting the rim, obviously. And one of the things about FIBA, FIBA basketball is there's no defensive three-second calls. Like, that's legal defense. You can just plant Gobert at the rim. What is Bam and Draymond going to do about that? Bam couldn't do anything against Brooke Lopez. What is he doing against Gobert? Draymond is not an offensive threat anymore. It's <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> he, he, he made he some good passes. Off. He makes good passes. Okay, that's fair. He's not a he's scoring, not a scoring threat. threat. He won't do it. He if, will if not do it. other guys on the team were also making passes, his offensive utility would go through the roof. You know? Until the ball if, hits him and the shot clock is expiring and he's just, anyone else, please, I won't The, the I won't way it works it. is when he makes a pass, instead of it like setting off something, setting off a rotation of passes that are going to get an open shot, he passes it, and to literally any of these guys that isn't Drew Holiday, they're like, "Oh, it's my turn to shoot." You know, it's just, that's not how it will run. Like, I, I actually, not my favorite player in a lot of ways, but I thought Draymond was pretty good, and in along with Drew, he was one of the only players that it felt like was playing actual basketball. That he was approaching the game, he was like, "Yeah, well, I guess I should play defense and I should pass, and maybe if we." kind of if we play the right way we might have a better chance of winning it's like everyone else in this roster just kind of abandoned that idea entirely yes and also like just another difference between FIBA and NBA is uh which has become the most like headline happy one is the referees right in terms of you're not going to get baited into foul calls you're not going to get star calls in this sort of setting like Kevin Durant for example fouled out of this game can you imag- imagine that ever happening in an NBA basketball game? You can't because everyone is at the same level here. They're all playing for the same thing. Everyone's equal in this. There's no stars or non-stars in, in this sort of uh, FIBA rules compared to NBA rules. It's just, it's life and these players have to adjust to it. Ty, you made a great point. Kevin Durant's been a part of gold medal winning teams before. He should have been more aware of this, more acutely aware of this. There's also no take fouls. Uh, shout out to the Atlanta Hawks. I was about to say, is that the reason we've no Hawks in the team? <laughs> Potentially. There might be. They wouldn't know what to do in transition. Uh, and there's just there's just less gaming the system in FIBA compared to the NBA. You have to play like you you legitimately have to play beautiful game Spurs basketball on just the main stage. That's what has to be done here which is why this roster isn't really equipped to do it. They're not playing the way they need to. You need more slashing. You need more passing. You need more playing as a team collectively. It was Evan Fournier who came out after this game who said on an individual level, they're, they're better than anyone else here. But as a team, they're beatable. And he's exactly right. That's what France did against the United States. They played better as a team. They're more equipped to play as a team. They're more equipped to win games as a team rather than individuals just going out there and trying to win win games for the U.S. That's just not how it flies anymore. 
France are good too. I mean, this is yeah. like I, I saw lots of people like trashing Nando Di Colo. Nando Di Colo is really good. Talk about a guy I've wanted just like back in the NBA for years and hopes that the books could somehow get him, even though the Raptors like just continually extend qualifying offers to him just in case he ever decides he's going to come back to the NBA. Nando Colo. He just doesn't want to go to the Raptors. That could be it. That could be it. And who could blame him, bro? Who could blame him? <laughs> But they, they're good. They've got good players. Yeah. Like Evan Fournier and Nick Batum aren't what they were at their best. But we've all seen like on a random night in the NBA, you could come up against those guys. They have a big game. They beat you. So they've got that. And then you have got Gobert. You've just got a pretty well-rounded team. And even guys that are coming in off the bench, like they're good players who've been around the NBA. Are they playing like for top, top teams in Europe? This is a good team the Americans came up against and they were not prepared to play a good team. Not in the slightest. No. And I thought what was really interesting is I think France won the game when they went super big. And we talked about us just not having that much spacing, like Gobert, Vincent Poirier, Poirier uh, should not probably have had that much success against an American team. That can stretch the floor. Yeah. He's seven, two. And I can imagine at that moment, like American players saw him walk onto the floor and were like, oh crap, what are we going to do? Bring JaVale in? It's like, that's where your roster construction. I wonder. Is... That's what, that was Pop's music. Oh, I can bring JaVale in. <sighs> you only did it for like two minutes. Is, why did Jeremy Grant log a DMP? Is there a reason great for question. That? That's a great question. He seems like a player that might have been worth a try with the way this game was going. Especially the way Pop loved throwing Harrison Barnes at the five last time he coached Team USA. I can't believe he didn't use Grant at all. It's yeah. Jeremy Grant plays big for like he's what six six. They no, just can't. I thought he was six eight, but I could. Be I wrong. think he's he's a little bit bigger. I think maybe six seven. You know, just to split the difference here and really open up the full range of possibilities. Jeremy Grant is 6'6". Oh, did not know that. He Houston plays Jeremy. bigger than that, though. Yeah, he does. For sure. He's, he's strong. He has the strength ref that has six, most of those guys so. don't have. Yeah, wow. he might have he reported it higher until they did the, the Let me go heights. find somewhere that has 6'7". Yeah. <laughs> but my point is that he plays like a center, like not a center, but he plays like a he plays like a four small ball five, and you just can't do that against a giant team like France. That just won't be able to fly. I don't know what sort of viability he would have in this game given it might have been better than uh some performances but uh well Keldon Johnson let's not to throw Keldon Johnson under the bus you know young player who I just I like Keldon I like he should not be put in this situation he should not be on this team he should not be on this team like Derek White unavailable I can't believe DeJounte Murray DeJounte would be incredible he'd be okay Dejounte Drew uh, backcourt. Would be, yes, that would be, be incredible. Be, be very fun. fun. Um, nine minutes, eighteen seconds for Kelvin Johnson. Uh, zero points, one rebound, one assist, minus eleven. Team low, minus eleven. What is the point of it? What pop? What were you thinking? What are you doing? Is there he, he is, is there an incentive in your contract for defender. developing Olympians? I don't know. It's like. No, he has more chance to work on it with him. Yeah, maybe that's it. He needs it to be good next year. And it's like, well, here we go. But it doesn't make sense. And what is, what is Jeremy, Jeremy Grant? Grant's. Yeah, what is Jeremy Grant thinking watching Keldon Johnson play over him? Like, 
it's cool to be at the Olympics. I'm glad I don't have to be the scapegoat. I'm glad I can't go outside. I'm glad I came here for this. This is awesome. This bronze is going to feel amazing. Wait till bronze. I get back are to my cardboard bed. I, I think they'll end up having a chance to get bronze. We'll see how the ball bounces in the uh, in the medal game. Um, are they really giving NBA players the cardboard beds? I haven't thought yeah. of this, but like, I don't know. Like, if Draymond is like on a cardboard bed, that's like. I'm sure they're sized differently. Apparently, they're Maybe. quite strong. I've I've seen I've seen like videos that leads to put out testing them. Um, that sounds different than it actually is. <laughs> but <laughs> they seem stronger than expected, but still, like uh, NBA players and just basketball players generally are going to be some of the biggest. But like, what about a uh, big Mustafa Fall? Like, you know, maybe they got two of them. It's a lot of boxes that you're gonna like add <laughs> on to the end of that. Uh, do you know there's only two players from the 2016 team that are still on this team? Yes. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> do I know this? I know KD is one. The other is Draymond. Dane? Draymond. Oh, Draymond. That's right. Yeah. The, the you look back. You know, honestly, I'm a little surprised. KD's good pal DeAndre Jordan didn't get the call. Seriously, like instead of Javale, could have played today. Former Olympian, like it's odd to me that they didn't manage to get more of them back. I mean, I get like a lot of the guys are just hurt. Uh, Boogie's not really there anymore, but a little surprising that would Boogie have been a better option than Javale though? Uh, probably. I, I honestly, I have no idea what Javale. He was in like going back a year when they did their extended camp. He was in that list, and I don't know why he was then. Guess he was on the Lakers at the time. Maybe that just gets you the invite. <laughs> so he has some familiarity, I guess, with the coaches and with some of the stuff they've worked on. But I, I really don't understand why he got the call. I mean, I understand it more than Kelvin Johnson. Although it, the Kelvin Johnson makes sense, although it doesn't from a basketball perspective. It is wild to see. Like you look back at that 16 roster and still no LeBron, no Steph. Like it's not like they had all of the top flight players in the league at the time, but Top to bottom, still like a much better roster. Like I think much better balance and overall talent. And again, a lot of it is injuries. Like you go down the list, Kyrie, Clay. I guess that's about it for injuries. But do you think LeBron would have gone if he had known he was going to be out of the playoffs so early? No. I don't know. He always talked about wanting yeah, to do it when Pop did it. I think that I think maybe. But also and he was hurt. Oli- it's the, the Olympics, playoffs. you know, guys. Yeah, that's true. But guys can talk themselves into showing up and be like, oh, let's go collect an Olympic gold medal. Like, yeah. that's cool. Like, definitely uh, lots of people noted this. Part of why Drew Holiday may have just got off a plane having traveled across the world and he plays like a man possessed is like, you know, he doesn't want to be the only adult in his own home without an Olympic gold medal. Yeah, he'll, be, he'll only be down 2-1 if they win this thing. Yep. Shout that's, out Lauren Holiday. 2-1, that's, that's nothing to Drew Holiday. <laughs> he's come back from 2-0 multiple he's used times. to 2-0 got- yeah which is where he I'll is actually you. right now so <laughs> yeah um so we had a fun uh activity we planned um because we talked about all these issues with team usa and the three of us said we think we could do better so we took a shot at creating our own olympic teams for team usa uh, with the caveat that we know there's a lot of players that just aren't options. So none of us included LeBron, Anthony Davis, Lowry, et cetera, et cetera. All the guys who either hurt or just said no. Uh, and that includes Miles Turner, 
who's dealing with a toe thing. He's posting about it on Instagram. That's I don't think ever been officially stated. He has a toe injury. About his toes on Instagram. His injury, yeah. Someone there was this was positive as evidence of like this. He probably said no or that I can't do it. But he's also out. So all the players who we we have any sort of word that they couldn't or wouldn't do it, we're not including. But we all made our twelve man groups. How should we do this? Should we go position by position or just one at a should, time? Share the whole. Let's do. Let's do guard, wings, bigs. Okay, good. That's how my roster is laid out. So that's Same. perfect. Adam, is yours laid out like that? I kind of had point guards, shooting guards. Here, we'll wings, go first. You wings, bigs, just because. Okay. So you just know split, what's just what's, split a, your shooting what's a guard? Guards. What's a big? Yeah, I suppose so. All right, I, I can do a that. Pretty big difference between guards and bigs, but okay. Yeah. Or what's yeah? You you knew what I meant. <laughs> if anyone knows the meaning of what a no, we won't finish that sentence. <laughs> uh, Rohan, do you want to kick us off with your guards? Okay. So I had four guards. I'm holding up three fingers. I, I also four have guards. Four. I also have four guards. Yeah, I basically did four, four, four across the three. I did four, five, three. Five, four, three. Oh, okay. guard heavy. So my four guards, uh, two of them are currently on the roster, and that is Drew Holiday and Devin Booker. Drew Holiday, we already talked about. He's perfectly fit for this role as an Olympic uh uh, basketball player for Team USA might be he's, Captain USA this year. Yeah, he might. <laughs> he might be. He's he is so far, uh, but he's a great defender, great offensive player in terms of a slasher. Not the best uh, off the dribble shooter, but can make it enough times where you're like, okay, we can't completely ignore this guy for every single possession, sort of thing. He'll make an impact. I don't, we already talked about this. I don't really need to say anything more. Devin Booker, elite, elite shot maker. All Milwaukee Bucks fans should have that ingrained in their memories. It, he's just, he's there. He's an elite shot maker. He is capable on ball defender. Off ball is a little, it's hit and miss, but he's capable on ball. Great player. Absolute great player. He deserves this spot. Uh, <laughs> this is fun. Uh, my next player is Malcolm Brogdon for Team USA. Oh, wow. I considered this. I considered it a little briefly. I didn't do it. I considered Yeah, yeah. So Malcolm Brogdon sort of fits what I was trying to get at with Drew Holiday in a much lesser extent in that he's capable on ball, not, as, not even close to the level of Drew Holiday. He's a smart off-ball defender. He is a good passer. He's a great driver. He's capable of making shots. He's, again, Bucks fans know this. Good player. Very good player. I feel like I don't need to defend this that much. Well, you're very defensive for someone who's... <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm mostly about my next one. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, we're not even started one? yet. I love it. By the way, you're all going to get a chance to vote on yeah. who picked the best team. And just remember that right now while Rohan is going through his roster. <laughs> my next play, my last guard is Russell Westbrook. Oh my god! Wow! <laughs> oh my god! Wow! So I feel better thing. about my group now. You know, Rohan could be playing to a certain subsection on Twitter. You know, he's, he's going to win the poll. That's for sure. Does he got Mello in there too. We'll find <laughs> out. Uh, <laughs> but Russell Westbrook, I feel like he has a again. He's my fourth guard here. You're not expecting a whole lot from him. He is. He's still a very capable NBA player. He is capable. He's been Sold. there in the past. He's he has international basketball experience. 
He is a good slasher, which is what Team USA needs from the guard spot. He is a good passer. The defense is, but I feel like he's he's a capable player. He's upped his level in the Olympics before with Team USA. He's very very capable. I think he he'd be a good fit on this team. My one counter to this would be if and they need to hopefully for them not play any more games like today. But if the U.S. team is going to play like it did today, Russell Westbrook is going to lean into all of the worst parts of Russell Westbrook. He is just as capable of taking tons of pull-up trees or dribbling the air. Which he shied away from in these past few seasons. But he may not in this setting. If if that's basically what everyone is, you know, we're just going to all try to play one-on-one basketball. It's all isolation, you know? I... I would be concerned. The one thing I, I like about it is he is like a demon competitor, and I think yes. that that would not hurt this team at all. So I will I'll concede that to you. But I I think the re- how the rest of the team plays might set the tone for that. So I'm going to have to hear the rest of your roster before I can fully judge it. I do like the slashing aspects, but I, I worry about like the condensed spacing of the format making it tough for Ross to, to be effective. But I, I like the idea of why you would do it. Okay, so that your four guards, my guards. So I have three who are on the current team: Drew for all the reasons Rohan said, Booker for all the reasons Rohan said. I'm also keeping Dame. I've been critical of Dame and the way he's played. I do think having a pull-up shooter like that is very useful. I I think he is a good enough distributor when he actually wants to do it. I like having him around, so I'm keeping Dame too. I just think the talent level is so high. I'm also bringing Trey Young. Um, I think, again, you talk about talk about a distributor. I think I, I like having two really true point guards. And we're saying Dame is like kind of ha- – Dame just loves to shoot so much. I like having Drew and Trey so I can get f- or 40 minutes, 40 minutes of a guy who you can put the ball in his hands and he is going to constantly be finding other players. I mean, obviously the foul baiting stuff won't work, but we saw in the Eastern Conference Finals – he can make some incredible passes and really open up for his teammates. So I like having two guys like that who are going to not just able to do that, but going to look to do that. I think that would help a lot of the U.S. offensive stagnation issues. So those are my four guards. Drew Holiday, Damian Lillard, Trey Young, and Devin Booker. And to make it really easy, I have all four of those guys. Plus, plus, I have Jamarant. Oh, you brought Ja too. The spurned, upset about this whole thing. Ja Morant. I want Trey and Ja because they're both upset about it. They both care. I think there's a balance between bringing young guys who are just not ready for this when they get there and bringing young guys who are going to care more than anyone. I think both of those players fall into the latter category. I also just like Morant's aggression. Like he's going to get to the rim. You know, something that you weren't seeing a whole lot of. He's going to get to the to the rim. He's also got to take on responsibility, though, and look to make plays happen. And in a way that doesn't feel maybe quite as ISO heavy as some other players could. He <clears> also might work. Vince Carter and just like literally jump over someone without That's even knowing. Also it. in play, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. My so one I, worry with a Trey and Ja. Sorry to cut you off, Adam. No, it's cool. uh, we didn't see this in the NBA playoffs. Obviously, like you mentioned, Ty Trey Young, absolutely incredible. They in the international model, they have the potential to get bullied. They really yeah. do. Will their will their upside 
counter that? I don't know. They can, I don't know they if, really can. if they would get bullied. They have the potential. I think the only place you really need to worry about getting bullied is when it comes to bigs, if you've got a roster makeup like the actual US roster. I think there's a lot more that you're going to get away with with guards. Take the, Fran- the France game, for example. Like, I- I- I'm struggling to think of guards and across the, even like, I think of Australia, like you've got Delhi. Um, Nigeria had size, but they didn't really have point guards. And when you, again, kind of think around teams of the competition, it's not, it's not an area where I'd be overly concerned. I think skill is going to win out as long as you're doing the right things, playing the right way. And the Americans should just be tearing teams apart with their guard play. It's like, this is, you should be slicing opposing defenses to pieces. My team is that I put together here. I'll get out in front of it. It is not very good defensively. It's not very defensive minded. You know what? I think that's okay. I think the Americans could just go and absolutely blitz any team with their offense. It's really the thing they have that no one else has. And if they're too focused on kind of, oh, you know, we're going to we're gonna build our team in a certain way and we're going to... That's when you become, like, you find yourself in battles with the Frances, Australias, Spains, where you're, you're in danger of losing. They need to just go and be like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to score 120 points. We don't care that this is a shorter game. We don't care about any of this. We're going to set the place on fire. So and why like, didn't they do that against France? Well, they didn't pass, which is not not a good thing to yeah, do. They don't have two point guard play, which this is why Trey Young and John Morant they're they're being you know drafted in. They're on the way right now. They'll arrive at one a.m. They'll play the most minutes the next game. I'm really good, good at my team. Kind of the opposite manner of you. I'm going defense. I'm going two way. I was expecting our teams to be built in the opposite ways, so. I'm excited to hear the rest of your team. Okay, should I go with my forwards? Let's do it. Or my wings, I should say. Obviously, we have Kevin Wayne Durant. Yeah, Kevin Wayne has to be involved even after this. I I even wrote that down. (laughs) Kevin (laughs) Wayne Durant. Uh, Chris Middleton. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any argument here. (laughs) Nope. Um, Jimmy Butler. Hmm. Has great experience with the, uh, what was that, the 2016 team? Yep, on the gold medal team. On the gold medal team. Very, very, very capable two-way wing. Has the ability to get dirty in terms of like getting down in the trenches and stuff like that. Will play hard-nosed defense. Is a guy who can get a shot. I don't know. I think he'd. I think he'd fare well in this sort of competition. Is there any argument against Jimmy Butler? Adam's looking at me funny. I I, I left him off. I just. I I left him off too. I don't. I actually. I think the best argument for me for him is that he almost functions as more of a point guard just because he refuses to shoot jumpers. But I would prefer players who do shoot jumpers, especially with some other guys I felt like I had to include that also don't really shoot jumpers. I just don't. I'm not I'm not a big Jimmy Butler fan in any way. There's not a lot about his game that really speaks to me. And I guess I just didn't. I didn't give him as much thought as I would have expected others to in this setting. There's there's different kind of routes that I would like to see a US team explore. Like I have a player who I will name when we get to this, who is obviously not as good as Jimmy Butler as a player, but I think would be a lot, lot better for the US as a team. Is it Keldon Johnson? 
It's not Calvin Johnson, but that must seem Pop's logic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my last player is really going to make Ty upset. Um, Harrison Barnes. Oh, you're bringing back Harrison Barnes, huh? Yes. I don't even hate the idea of Harrison Barnes. I just hate using him as a center. I kind of yes. hate it. I think I actually I like Again, I like what he Barnes has plays. international basketball experience. He did not play super well in the World Cup, and he didn't yeah. play a whole lot actually. Uh, he w- was he on that uh, Olympic team? He was in 2016, the gold medal winning team. Again, lots of experience there. That's one thing this team is lacking. Is, this is uh, going to be the argument four years from now when we do this, and you're like, I'm bringing Keldon Johnson. <laughs> I like Keldon. <laughs> um, but I think Harrison Barnes as a bigger forward, just don't play him at the five, obviously. Yeah. But he is a good stri- – like for all the reasons that we wanted him to be a Milwaukee Buck, if that was possible. I know Ty and I, we were big fans of that. Uh, I missed during the season. <laughs> um, but I think he could function really well on this team. Again, he's a stretch uh, big at times, stretch forward at times. He can play defense. He can shoot the ball. He can do whatever you want him to do. He can size up. He can size down. Again, don't really size him down that much. But he's capable. He's a very capable player in multiple respects, versatile player. I think he'd, he'd, he'd be really good. I think my favorite really well. part so far of your arguments for some of your picks is, I mean, he's capable. <laughs> well, we've got, in terms we've of got his skill set translating. His skill set translating. Okay. Like, so as wait, much as, go on. So you have four, you have, you have four or five uh, four. wings. So you're leaving off Tatum. Y- yes. <laughs> Did you forget about Tatum or was this intentional, Rohan? Uh, definitely intentional. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, Katie, Chris, um, Harrison Barnes, Jimmy. Uh, and Jimmy. Okay. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to. At the end, we'll have to recap the whole it's thing. It's going to get weird. Yeah. At the oh, next it's gonna part, get too. And Rohan has already caught me off guard with <laughs> at least two of his picks, if not three. But it's going to get weird at the end. I've got one that it's going to, I think, be out of left field, too. I also have Katie and Chris. for. I have five forwards. Katie and Chris, obvious for both. Uh, here's the counter. I'll just get this one. I also have Tatum. I also have Tatum on mine. I just think he's really good two-way player. It's very good, very good compliment to everything else that all the other guys do. Can get his own shot. Yeah. And I just, I just I like his defense, too. I think, I think he is what you're hoping Barnes is. But I, I Tatum tries to do more. It's a different role. He was but. he was also basically the guy for them at the yeah. FIBA World Cup. Yeah. Like so so he has the history of in this setting and under who Harrison Barnes. Pop. No, <laughs> definitely not Harrison Barnes. Jason Tatum. I don't do you remember him, Jason Tatum? I'm yeah, uh, here. You can I'll I'll take some heat off you, Rohan. Thank you. I'm bringing Mello back. I'm actually going to do it. Go. I don't know. I don't know how much he actually plays on my team. I don't think a ton. I don't think he starts. I love the experience. Question, question, question. Yeah, Ty, yeah. before we started, you had yeah. forgotten to pick a 12th player for your roster. He is, is who I came up with. Yeah. Okay. I remembered I said this earlier that I would like. Because if you, if you had Melo in your 11 players, I no, really would have been concerned. No, no. He was the last one. There was a couple different ways I thought about going. I thought about adding another big because I only have three guys I call bigs, but my last forward after Melo is kind of a hybrid anyway. But I think I like the experience, the true, you know, one of the leaders of gold medal team experience. I think he has 
his old man game, I think actually works pretty well. Like if you need a couple buckets at certain points, get mellow in the post against someone who's probably smaller and less physical and he'll back him down and get a couple points. The defense isn't great. Again, I'm not playing him 25 minutes a night, which is kind of a lot on this format, but I think like 13 minutes of captain America mellow could be good for the team. So he was, I'm bringing one, of my, he was one of my cuts. Like one of my I, first I, I, he's I like think my, he's he's been an awesome Olympian. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Yeah, no doubt about incredible, that. incredible uh, career in terms of international play and you know NBA career as well. Is he more of a figurehead now? Maybe Ty. Don't just don't. Uh, let's, <laughs> let's not unleash this. <laughs> no, I mean on this team. I mean the, we are, he's a he's a role player in the NBA now. He's not what he used to be. I I think there's certainly better players I considered, but. I like the fit. I like his experience getting bu- getting big buckets in this format, and I think it would just be a cool thing. So Melo yeah, is mean, my fourth forward. Fox legend Pau Gasol is still doing the thing. Luis Scola is Scola, still doing the, the silver thing. fox. Like, Scola, why can't Melo? Yeah. Luis Scola looks great. He does. He really does. Age uh, well. Yeah, that could be Melo too. Hey, uh, listen, could have given you more than Keldon Johnson in this game. That's all I'm saying. Um, my last forward, Zion. I'm unleashing Zion. I could see considering him as a big. If you guys had him as a big, that's that's fine. I could move him. It doesn't really matter to me. But I just think, you know, we talked about lack of spacing being an issue and everything else. I don't know if it's an issue to Zion. This guy defies physics, defies gravity. I think there's lineups where he and one of the other four or five kind of players would just dominate. Like, again, spacing, not great. I think Zion's one of those guys who just makes up for it with clearly obvious upside he is an absolute bowling ball wrecking crew in himself. I think Zion, I mean, imagine like in semi-transition, a smaller guy getting matched up with Zion. He's he's in the cup. It's over. It's. I thought about earlier how great would this team be with a big like Giannis. I think the closest thing is Zion. He's not physically as big. He obviously doesn't give you the defense. But I think like let's get some Zion pick and rolls going and just demolish teams. I had Zion as a big. So okay, that's one of makes my, sense. I makes also sense. have Zion as a big. Okay, I was gonna, I was going to be surprised if all of us didn't have Zion because I do feel like he is the obvious American who would make a huge impact on this team. If Pop wanted to play kind of the way he's playing, I have no idea why he didn't bring Zion to, to start Zion at the five. It's yeah, like, if you're going to go smaller, why not have a guy there? It's like, oh yeah, literally any center in the Olympics who matches up against gonna be like. Oh God, this guy's strong. What, what what do I do? <laughs> this guy is gonna make me feel pain tomorrow. Yeah, so that's uh it's just a no-brainer in terms of someone. And like that's what he's doing. Like, look, Bam is a center now in the NBA, but Bam was really a power forward if he had other skills to make him a power forward. Uh Draymond, yeah, he could play some five. We know he's a power forward. So it's kind of what they've been going with, except you have someone here who can do what they can do with much more skill and much more strength, and it's like you're not bringing him pretty weird. doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay. So Adam, who are your forwards? Uh, well, one of them is not a forward, but I was made to just, <laughs> you know, readjust things at the last minute for categories. Wing, wing. Here. Let's call this group wings. It's closer okay, to yeah. wings than forwards. I said wings at the start and then I transitioned to forward. Three of them could definitely be forwards, but, um, I have like, like Ty, I have Kevin Durant. I have Chris Middleton. I have Jason Tatum. And then my fourth player in this category is Joe Harris. Joe Harris shot 50% at the FIBA World Cup for USA. I don't know how you do that on that team, which was not very good, did not work very well. And then they're just like, nah, we're not going to bring you. 
this is the guy where I'm like, he's clearly not as good a basketball player as Jimmy Butler, but he's someone who's going to take catch and shoot looks. If he doesn't have a good shot, he's going to just pass the ball, move it on, and he's going to cut. And I think having a guy like that in the mix would just make for a much, much healthier offense all around. Like just by having him there, not even really changing instructions, just by him knowing his limitations and playing to his strengths, I think you could have a much, much better version of the US team, even if he's just playing like 10, 12, 14 minutes, anything like that. So yeah, Joe Harris is my fourth guy. I like player. that pick. Yeah. I, I can't no really, I can't get Harris. upset at that. Yeah, I can't no. get upset at that. Okay, so, Rohan. Sounds like I'm gonna win. I like it. <laughs> Rohan, who are your big guys? Let's okay, I already if... said one one is Zion. Zion. Like I said, I'll, I'll move Zion to done. bigs as well. So we all have four of each then. Zion is a big. I have only three bigs left. Okay. One Zion. big Zion. But yeah, go on. So Zion, obviously, just also the entertainment factor would be incredible. It's mm. sort of like what they not obviously the same because Zion's in his second year, but sort of what they did with Anthony Davis back in the day. Where it's like, oh, bring in this young guy, sort of mold him to be the next guy and uh, just sort of unleash Zion upon the world. Like, that'd be really, really fun to watch if anyone can actually watch these games. Uh, (laughs) My next one is also, he's currently on the team and it's Draymond Green. Yep. It's uh, the defensive prowess is unmatched. Even with his limited physicals uh, set now, he's still a very, very, very good defender, great passer someone who you can run your offense through as a hub in, in that sort of fashion, he, he works really well. Like you said, Adam, he was good in this game. He was as good as you could ask him to be against France. He's not a scoring threat, but the rest of my team are scoring threats, potentially. So it's it, you don't have to have everyone out there be like a massive, oh, God, I'm worried about this guy putting up 20 on me. No, Draymond would be and can be really good for this team. Uh, my next guy is uh, Christian Wood. I considered it. I considered it, but ultimately didn't do it. Is this your yeah. last big? No, I have one more. I'll reserve judgment until I hear one more name. Christian Wood, again, he's a, he's a big guy, and he provides more <laughs> than... Uh, yes. Stay he out is. of my lane, Robert, right? <laughs> he's... He was re- reportedly in the running for the JaVale spot and didn't get it and lost to JaVale for some Just reason. kind of wild. Wow. That's, out of those, two, out of those two, I'm certainly taking Seawood. I didn't put There's him on my no team, doubt. but yeah. Yes. Just someone who brings any sort of offensive versatility. Would be useful. Would be very useful. And he's also not going to get bullied to an extent that other guys could be. Like, he has the size. He's not like Bam, where he's a little bit smaller than some guys. But like his defensive sort of mm-hmm. skills aren't. He's, I think insane. he's taller than Bam, but yeah, he's definitely he's not, not strong. Yeah, he's not I, as strong. I, as I think there's a chance he does get a little. But offensively, he gives you way more than any center they have on the roster right now. He can he can also stretch the floor more yeah. than yes. anything they actually have. Yeah, yeah, and that goes with the uh, somewhat goes with my last pick here, and that's Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, interesting. Adam, what's up? <laughs> We'll get to it. We'll get to it on my list, yeah. So, again, another person who can actually play offense at the center position. And one of the things about FIBA basketball, like you guys were talking about earlier, is that a lot of the bullying goes down down low. Now, again, Jaron's not going to be someone that bullies guys, right? But he's someone who can score. He's someone who can actually, like, semi-hold his own defensively. 
like he's he's versatile. You can do whatever you want. He can do whatever you want him to do on both ends of the floor. I don't know. I think I don't think this is a very controversial pick. I think every pick is controversial if it's not a guy already on the team, but or Zion. Well, Kelvin Johnson has taken up a roster spot. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's so, fair. Yeah. There's at least a couple of non-controversial picks out there. Um I, it's almost too stretchy for me. I don't know. I don't know. I like Jaron Jackson Jr. I wish he played a little bit bigger. Uh I get that, a little I get slightly big vibes. guys. He picked yeah. you know. Slightly stringy, kind of for his big guys. I can't, I can't abide by this, Ron. So my uh, my bigs I already announced Zion. Two guys on the team. I'm bringing back Bam and Draymond. Um, I really went back and forth with Draymond, but my mellow reasoning of I like guys who were on the team before and bring that. Like I want more cohesion, so I did end up sticking with Draymond. Uh, and Bam, I, I think Bam is pretty good. I, I don't like that he's the main big guy, the starting center. But I do think he's good, and I think like that mid-range jumper for him has come along more. I think he offers a lot of utility. He's very strong. He made, it, it looked good in, in the loss, I thought, to uh, to France. But I, I think Bam is good, and I think he belongs on the team. One of the four losses to Milwaukee. That's what's yeah. kind of freshest about, in my memory. Let's, of. let's talk about the rest of the body of work compared to one game. Uh, someone can pull the numbers. I think, they, I think they've gotten much better. Um, it's... You want to talk about offensive futility against Milwaukee? Your guy, Jimmy Butler, who scored less than Bryn Forbes? Should I, Bryn Forbes I, be on I agree, because he's not my guy. I agree. Milwaukee. Hey, I'm just, we're talking about samples. Um, my last big is Brooke Lopez. Damn I brought right. Brooke back on the team. Brooke is like, let's get a big guy. Rohan is banned from the podcast. That's, <laughs> that's when he comes up with Jaron Jackson. I'm like... <laughs> I like. I Jared thought it was Jackson. going to be Lopez when he said kind of stretchy. I was like, oh, I'm it's like, Brooke. I'll reserve judgment until and he's like, yeah, I've got one more guy. I'm like, okay, he's got Brooke. Brooks going next. <laughs> Jaron Jackson, what does Brooke have to do for you, Ron? The man just won a championship. I get. I like let him have his time off. No, I did not no. take that into consideration. But it's not what this is about. Yeah, I, I think I, I he do was think one of my alternates. They could they need a guy who is a legit know. big seven footer. I think they need that option. Even if Pop won't use it, if we're building rosters, we're not factoring in how they'll be mismanaged. So I, I think Lopez makes a ton of sense. And again, a guy who put in the dirty work on a bad FIBA team. I feel like those guys deserve shots to play for the real squad. Couldn't agree more, Ty. I've got Zion, as we t- touched on. But basically, I've just gone for bruisers, right? I've just, they may not be the tallest. I haven't gone like for purely traditional centers because that isn't something you can do. You end up like bringing Mason Plumley, which is something Team USA has done in recent years. But I was like, I want strong, strong big guys who are going to go in there and they're not going to be pushed about. They're going to cause problems no matter what kind of size they come up against. So, yes. I have Zion. Of course, I've got Brooke Lopez. How could you not have Brooke Lopez? And my last pick is the weirdest pick on my entire roster. Oh, baby. And it's the one that goes against kind of everything I like about basketball generally. I was torn between Draymond and this pick, and I was like, you know, Draymond does a lot of the stuff that I want here, and he can defend. And, you know, this team needs some defense. Then I was like, you know what? This team doesn't need defense at all. This team needs scoring. 
It needs physicality. I'm bringing Julius Randle to the Olympics. Oh, I, okay. Julius Randle. I, I was had really him. worried where you were going. No, remember, I'm good at this. So I flip flop him and Mello and went Mello ultimately. No, I, I think Randle has something that particularly having seen this game today, like the US could definitely use. And he's shown an ability too. If we're talking about Bam knocking down like mid-range jumpers, Randall. Randall has had that shot on and off for a while. He has always had an ability to kind of pick out passes inside. He's kind of good at just kind of quick shovel handoff passes if you've got guys cutting around them. But most importantly, it's like, again, much like with Zion, if Pop doesn't want to play like legit seven-footer or Brook Lopez type, if you played Randall at the five, it's like he's not going to be pushed around. Like Rudy Gobert might have quite a height advantage over him, but he's not going to be thrilled to kind of be battling it out with someone like Julius Randle. Julius Randle, I would be fine with on my roster. I have no I, issue with that. I think he probably should have gotten a spot in real life. I think he was also like a guy who wanted it. And the fact that he didn't get in and the rest of these guys did is a little inexplicable. Yeah, I'd be fine swapping Julius and like Harrison Barnes on mine. Like, no, it's Randall. too late. It's too late. I'm not going to, but I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sure you'd be I, fine I, swapping I, Harrison Barnes with Jason Tatum as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, just a couple of guys that we couldn't add to this list that we theoretically wanted to because of like injuries slash protocols. Miles Turner would be good. Yeah. Uh, injury. Uh, Miles Bridges uh, was on the select team and left because of uh, health and safety protocols. I thought. He would be very good on this team. Mikhail Bridges has not been mentioned at all. I thought he would be good. He like these are just players I considered. Again, uh, Mello, Julius Randle there as well. Jared Allen. Yeah, also. I thought about Allen as well. I, I like Jared Allen was brings more. close, I believe. Like he was yeah, on the select team, in the final few. He well, I thought I heard he was in line to get yeah one of the final few spots, and then it went to Kevin Love instead, who of course dropped out, citing badness. Not being back from not being back from his injury, but he played and it wasn't great. Kevin Love is made for FIBA. I I don't have problems with picking even old Kevin Love for FIBA. Like I, uh, it's, it's not again. It wouldn't even be like theoretically top three yeah, yeah. most he, egregious on this roster. He'd have to be able to roster. play basketball games first. That's the real issue. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he can't. That's why he's not yeah. there. But if yeah. if he hadn't had to withdraw and, and he was able to, I don't have a problem with that. It's it's no different than bringing mellow, you know, it's the same kind yeah. of thought process in terms of skill and how, well, maybe they're not quite this in the NBA anymore, but there is something to what they could be in favor. And also Kevin Love has really, really succeeded with team USA in the past. So again, like you said, so similar to mellow in that regard, uh, were they, were there any other players you guys considered that didn't really make your final cut that we haven't mentioned? Like I, John Moran, Trey Young, obviously like I thought about those guys as well. I thought about like a hundred young centers and I realized none of them are eligible to play for the U S yeah, also team USA has no centers. No, there are there's no not that many options. American centers. I've seen and people. Yeah, Rohan managed to pick four bigs that were not Brooke Lopez. <laughs> I've seen people talk about like, is there a way for either towns or Aiton and no Aiton. I think Aiton's played for the Bahamian national, not the, I don't think either have played for the actual national team, but in They've the under, said they want to. Well, no, I think they've played under 18, oh. those. And I think that's the same. I know Kat has played for the Dominican Republic. Aiden is Bahamian, I think, played has played for that team. So neither of those guys are going to suit up for Team USA. 
either one of those guys I think would be an awesome starting center, especially Towns, but also Aiden. It's it's tough. The U.S., like all the all the young centers, all the young bigs. I mean, everyone knows Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, Jokic. like any of those guys would be so great on Capella. this team. This is a long-running nice. trait, though. This is like my thing has always been international big men. That's like they're the yeah. NBA players I like, and it's because there's for nearly 10 years now, that's mostly what centers are in the NBA. Yep. Gobert, obviously. Oh, yeah. Gobert, too. I mean, yeah, there's a ton. I mean, the Gasol bros, like, there's a ton of of big men in the league or recently out of the league who, like, Abaca. Abaca, right? Abaca is a different. Spanish, yeah. He plays Spanish, yeah. Uh, Boban. Does he play for Spain? Or does he play? Surge? Yeah. Yeah, Spain. Does he? Oh. Yeah. I think it was Uh, the last Olympics he committed to Spain for. But I mean, yeah, it's it's the center position is the one like the U.S. is dying. I mean, Zion sort of is that, but like a true center, like a true American center that came into the league, like either recently or in the next couple of years could end up being an Olympics mainstay for like a decade and a half. If for no other reason, then there just aren't they're not out there. There's just not a lot of them out there. I mean, Lopez, Bam, Draymond. Jared Allen, like I, maybe, maybe Allen maybe could have been the guy. I think giving him a shot to do this might have been smart for the U.S. just to see, like, we could really use a center we can roll with for the next decade in these competitions, and we don't really have one right now. It's interesting. I guess Turner, Frank if he was Kaminsky. healthy. Oh, Christ. Turner, <laughs> if he was healthy, maybe is that We've guy? actually, you know, we've, we have missed someone. Who? Bobby Portis. Oh. oh, yeah. I would have. I thought Honestly, about it over some of these it. options. Rohan, did you bring Christian Wood? I remember that right. Yeah. Not NBA champion Bobby Portis. Sorry, Bobby. There's a lot of similarities between those two guys' games as well. Yeah, not wrong. I think Bobby would actually be really good in this format. I argued in our DM to, with Jordan. Jordan actually agreed that I think he could be more useful than Draymond just because. He wouldn't really fit the uh, whole move the ball, passing, yeah. sort of thing, though. But imagine how much Bobby would like want to win. Oh, I, would, I would love it. I you know why you it. can't bring Bobby? There's no Good. fans there. There's no fans there to chant. If, if that's the issue. If you can pipe in, Bobby, oh. Bobby, then, then you got to bring him. Also... How does Bobby do like caged up in the Olympic Village for like <laughs> two weeks? He, he wanted to be in the bubble oh, really Jimmy, bad. This is why Jimmy would be That incredible. is true. That is true. <laughs> what American let's reporters not, are Let's there? not go into that. Nah, it wasn't me, everyone. Uh, um, no, yeah, I think uh, I do think all four of our groups, even Rohan with some interesting choices, would be better than the current roster. Okay, let's, let's go through our teams again. Yeah. Let's go through it. So mine... Drew Holiday, Devin Booker, Malcolm Brogdon, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Wayne Durant, Chris Middleton, Jimmy Butler, Harrison Barnes, Draymond Green, Christian Wood, Zion Williamson, Jaron Jackson Jr. Rohan, your team is getting swept. <laughs> I don't love it. I forgot about Brogdon and Russ when we were wrapping up just Honestly, now, Brogdon is like very Brogdon's low on okay. the problem. Brogdon's okay. Kinda. I can't um, believe that team, Rohan. I think it's good. <laughs> I'm glad you do. That's what's most important. Um, I'm bringing Drew Holiday, Damian Lillard, Trey Young, Devin Booker, Kevin Wayne Durant, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Carmelo Anthony, 
Brooke Lopez, Bam Adebayo, Draymond Green, and Zion Williamson. It's a good team, Ty. Solid. I actually, I might like Adam. I'm sorry, Rohan, close. but that is a good team. Because you guys have like the same team. That's why. We, do, we don't really. We have some crossover because we're not like <laughs> completely out in this other realm of watching the NBA. <laughs> we didn't forget about Jason Tatum. I mean, that's part of it. And neither did I. <laughs> Jalen Brown, by the way, is a guy that... I thought about Jalen, too. Like, yeah. he didn't get a mention. He, he definitely could have got on Rohan's roster. Um, he could have been on the real roster. He could have. They talk about slashers. I think he would be good in this form. I just think their, think, their problem is less is. wings and forwards. Is he hurt? He was banged up to end the year. I, he didn't. Did he play in the playoffs? I thought he missed it. It's a long Not time sure. since the Celtics played. In the yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. They haven't had a meaningful game in years. You know the outhouse. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Ever since Teague left, that place went downhill quickly. To recap, my roster: I've got Trey Young, Damian Lillard. Drew Holiday, John Morant, Devin Booker, Joe Harris, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Kevin Wayne Durant, Brooke Lopez, Zion Williamson, Julius Randle. Did we I'm find still out? taking my team over your guys's. Oh man! See, I would say we should fire this up on two K or something, but you're the, you're really good at two K, so I'll I'm not going to do guys. that. Yeah, you give me buckets with Barnes, I'd be pissed off. <laughs> and I'm terrible. Terrible yeah. at 2K, so that's not the way that I want. Okay, to let's do it. Well, no, we'll let the fans decide. We'll let the listeners decide. I'm we'll, just we'll worried about poll. like the cult of Bobby being drafted in, and yeah, Ro- Rohan's got some fanatical fans. We've seen them in the the live. That's streams. true. That's true. You know? I just hope people have enough integrity to vote for the rosters. That's all I want. I think yeah, Rohan's team might have gotten more votes if he put himself on the roster instead Why of Harrison hey, Barnes or Christian Wood. It might have been better. I don't know about that one, but um, but yeah, this was fun. I feel like it really just goes to show how anyone with a microphone could approximate Jerry Colangelo and maybe do it better. Well, two out of three. <laughs> no, I would put the actual team below Rohan's team. Thank you. It's close. If Tatum you're on there would you're very easier. kind. You're very kind. Uh, and yeah, Jalen Brown had a wrist injury. We heard yeah. about. Okay. That he underwent surgery for, which is why oh, okay. I, I remember thinking about this, and I was like, "Why? Wait, why isn't Jalen here? Yeah, he's in here." Okay, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, no, this was actually a really fun exercise. I'm glad we did this uh, again. If we when we put this for a vote, choose the right one. You know which one it is. Uh, I'm very confident. Yeah, they the do. They know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Russell Westbrook's going to give uh, the guys from Spain buckets. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Those. I hope they don't have mics too close to the rim on your like your team's games. Like Jamie Butler, Russell Westbrook. Like you just break central over there. <laughs> Again, bubble environment, baby. Uh, it's a. It's a. No, this was a fun exercise. This is good to check in on the Bucks players who are currently, you know, abroad in Tokyo, still, still doing good and showing out for their NBA championship. They are NBA champions. Remember that. Uh, and I guess we'll stop here to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network, as well as the Eurostep Podcast Network. Uh, make sure you are subscribed on all podcast platforms of choice and on Apple. Make sure you leave that five-star review. Ty, do we have a five-star review to read out? Oh, good question. Give me a second. I thought you had it, which is why I threw it, but that's fine. No, that's fine. Uh, 
Oh, we do. We do have a review here. Oh, well. Uh, good pod. Here. Oh, that's uh, good. This is from Thrub577. Good pod. Could you guys do two ten? What? Could you guys do two ten NBA player rankings? Top ten. Yeah, that's oh, I, that's good. I I don't know if we want Rohan to do that based on this exercise. <laughs> we we will do some sort of player rankings as the off season rolls on because again we are in full off season mode now. But that does not mean you should not keep celebrating this victory. Uh, but yeah, keep the five star reviews coming. That's a we, that was the whole review. Yes, I love it. Oh, it's it concise and to it's the point. It's a request. It's yeah. the absolute opposite of any podcast I've ever been on in that it's concise and to the point. It's true. Hey, that doesn't mean they're bad, though. That's no. also true. They're That's the best true. ones. Best ones by far. Uh, the the two-hour mailbag was incredible. <laughs> With you two. Uh, just incredible stuff. Somebody it's tweeted true. me and said, hey, where's the content at? And I was like, we, a two-hour mailbag went up yesterday. We're recording again today. I don't know. And they didn't know the second part. But the content is still coming, folks. Content the content is really just yeah. keeps on coming. And will keep on coming. Like, we're in the yeah. draft week. There'll be more Olympic games, free agency. Like, we'll figure out, like, just uh, if we're putting the content out there, all that matters is draw keeping up. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And the way to do that, make sure you're subscribed on your podcast platform of choice. Make sure you check out all of the content across the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Go Bucks, NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks. And we will talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.